For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. We're talking about podcasts. Oh yeah. We're talking so about baby baby podcasts. Podcasts. <laughs> I decided I'm just gonna keep going. I decided to go falsetto at that time too. And higher. Merry many Mondays, Chunkies. I'm Carter. Doge. Jordan. Stars were born. <laughs> a star was born. And I have a message for all of you who aren't famous, but you hope your kids are famous. For your, your Try not parents. to have that idea around June. To have kids because about because nine months these, later, these about nine months later, these March, there's not much in March. Yeah, okay. We're we're struggling a little bit. I do have one birthday for. I've today, never met though. anybody born in March. I've got one. I don't birthday. think anybody's ever been born. I don't in know March. if anyone has been. I don't believe it. There's still a chance to break them all, Jordan. Okay. Um, turning forty eight today. Okay. 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 He's played a duke, an alien, and an Olympian. But this actor, born in 1971, is best known for just being a jackass. Okay. Hmm. A duke? Mm-hmm. An alien? Mm-hmm. And an Olympian? Is that Johnny Knoxville? That is Johnny Andrew Theodore Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. In 1940, or no, 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 not 1948. He's turning 48. A duke? When was he a duke? Duke of Hazard. Play on oh, where? There you go. What That's Olympian? good. What Olympian are we talking about? Uh, the Ringer. The Ringer. Yeah. And then the alien is Men in Black 2. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. got the extra little head. He's probably my favorite actor. All those funny, <laughs> freaking funny things he does. Dude, dude, so many funny things. I can't, um, even, I can't even believe it half the time. <laughs> I can't, it's like he's doing that and it's so funny. Our next two birthdays. Two birthdays are going to be a stretch here because we're going all the way to Thursday. Okay. So wow. when you're having, when you're having just another normal Thursday during your spring break, be thinking about these. Just people. remember, be so remember thankful. these people. Yeah. Be so thankful. Happy seventy first on Thursday. Wow. To this actor with a big eye for comedy, a lot of fans <clears throat> love the moment he met Sally, but I personally appreciate most his life saving encounter with the Dread Pirate Roberts, who turned seventy one on Thursday. Happy 71st on Thursday to this actor with a big eye for comedy. A lot of fans love the moment he met Sally, but I personally appreciate most his life-saving encounter with the Dread Pirate Roberts. Is that Billiam? Is that Billiam Crystal? Billiam Crystal. Mm. Billy Crystal. Billiam. Big eye big eye for comedy. Mike Wazowski. Mike sure, Wazowski. Sure. Krilly Bistle. When Harry met <laughs> Sally. And then Dread Pirate Roberts. You're familiar yeah. with this? Natch. Natch. Miracle Max. Yes. Yep. He played. He's a uh, Twoo Blave. <laughs> <laughs> to to bluff, he must have been playing card. A true legend and friend to the podcast is turning eighty six. Wow, eighty six wow. on Thursday, still alive. I double check these now when they're getting older. Sure. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> 170 credits into his career, and he shows no sign of stopping. He still has. He's got three credits right now that are currently in post production. He went from Alfie 
1966, where he won an Oscar, one of his two, and Alfred, almost 40 years after. Mm. Who's got this long career? This is Michael Caine. Oh, yeah. I love I Michael Caine. I love Michael Caine. I thought about Mike putting, I love <laughs> Mike McClane. It's my favorite Die I think Hard character. Mark McLaurin is probably the best I Alfred love we've ever had. In all his Diego Del Grobo movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I failed you. I failed you. Um, Playing with a ruby. The size. Of a tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> but 86, I, I wanted to put something in here about him being Christopher Nolan's muse. Which For he, real. He yeah. basically is. Is he in the most Christopher Nolan, like, or are him and Tom Hardy tied maybe? I think it's no, Michael Caine Michael more. Kane, I because think Michael he's Kane's in all of Every the single one of them. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a voice in Inception, or a, a voice in Dunkirk even. The only he's one not, I can mm-hmm. think of is, is Memento that he has no part in. And that you know, that yeah. you know of, dude. Yeah. That movie's that confusing. You even moment- he no, could be in there. He is Memento. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, when Memento's like, I remember. That's oh, that's my favorite, my favorite that's part of the so movie. That's so good. <laughs> when when good Memento part. is finally like all together again. Johnny yeah. Knoxville was in that movie, right? Yeah, it's favorite. all about him. I should have so put funny. that in the. It's a. It was his twin, Nani Nani Jocksville. Guys, we have <laughs> this last week was just chock full of some big. Big news. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. um, first of all, Doge, we had a conversation about this, but would you like to discuss what has come to light now about what... So, uh, Game of Thrones is on its way out. That's true. This is its last season. That's true. R.I.P. So, kind of timed well, Amazon's mm. jumping on the epic fantasy series. And so, they are doing a, a Lord of the Rings series, which we've talked about here yes. before because there had been speculation or... I mean, even almost past that to where we thought it would be fact that it was going to be about Aragorn. Mm. Um, might not be the case anymore, Doge. Why, why would yeah, that I'm be? Yeah, I'm actually very glad it's not going to be about Aragorn. This is, uh, the show's going to take place during the Second Age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is uh, essentially the war with Sauron. This is what we see in the prologue of the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, and so in this time, the ring wraiths were created. The, the One Ring was forged. This is about kind of Sauron's rise to power, yeah. which I'm very, very into. This yeah. has potential to be sort of like the ultimate companion piece to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Well, the Hobbit already well. exists. Well, stop it. So. But if if Ew. if done well, this could be a really cool like, hey, watch these now. Let's go back and watch how, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I, I, I'm also nervous, mm-hmm. but Prequ- I'm mostly excited. Prequels always make me nervous because the stakes are necessarily lower in a prequel. Do you? Yeah. Do but you if, feel- the, if it's a prequel about characters that we're unfamiliar with, exactly. Like, then all of a like, sudden we're going. I don't know what their fate much, is. We know Sauron and we know the Wraiths are going to make it out virtually unscathed. Elrond, and, those types of people. It, yeah. But but if if this is a story driven, or sorry, I'm sorry, a character driven story about these characters that exactly. are sort of new to us, then all of a sudden it's not about what happens to the world. It's about what happens to these people that yeah. we're starting to love. Exactly. And, when, and that's when, awesome. When, this give us a shot though to have some story driven like character story driven stuff with some of the white council i mean yes elrond's yeah. alive gandalf's alive galadriel do you think they're going to get those same those same guys back in it it would be tough if they didn't i think yeah. didn't i mean and I, they feel like they're all down all of those actors are really burning the midnight oil i mean they're still making a bunch of stuff you if got I kate, kate blanchett ian, ian mckellen, mckellen. As Gandalf I just, in my life. I worry the bridge the bridge of Khazad Doom has been burned with Ian McKellen because of all the Hobbit green screen. I hear that. But if that makes me nervous. I think that if it is enticing enough, I don't know why he wouldn't be yeah. interested. I mean, he's yeah. he loved playing Gandalf, just not <laughs> I almost feel like there were some bridges Gandalf. burned and he kept doing Magneto. 
Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Even when fair. they're playing with that's time and point. stuff. But he gives second and third and fourth and fifth chances. Some other big news. Guy. What can I say? Some other big news. And here's Thanks, the thing, Tony guys. I, I don't intend to ever make the, like this. The name of this mini pat podcast will never be changed to uh, Disney Mondays. But it just ends up happening this way a lot because they've kind of got a grip on a lot of TV and film. But it yeah. uh, came out yesterday that there was confirmation that... Disney Plus will have the entire Disney library. Whoa. The I vault that. is officially it's dead a, when whoa. Disney Plus goes live. And this is including all Marvel properties. All Marvel whoa. properties. Probably every, streaming in 4K, I'm hoping. Everything. Hey, does, does that include... So I actually have a question about the Marvel properties because Disney, the distribution rights for phase one are a little wonky. Sure. Because sure. Disney did not buy Marvel until 2012, but that's neither here nor there. The <clears> real question that I have is... Do you guys think I will be able to stream Chippendale Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus because I desperately need to? Hey, man. Honestly, I, I don't know. I'm I more concerned so. about original DuckTales. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I need some Chippendale Rescue Rangers, some Goof Troop, some DuckTales, some Tailspin. Oh, Tailspin. So desperate. From what I'm Disney hearing, Plus. it's like, really and that seems like a really what I need pretty is good way. And even Stevens. It's a pretty good way to compete with content <laughs> of say, Netflix like, that's, that's been going for 10 or 15 that's years. no brainer if you're trying to get like that generation of people, yeah. the people who are all Most in on definitely. media streaming. Yeah. Like I would pay, I'm not proud of it. I would pay almost any amount of money to get to watch those four cartoons yep. whenever I want. Yep. And the, like early, one of our earliest mini Monday episodes, maybe within the first three was talking about these decisions you're going to have to have with, cause we're getting into a real streaming world. Like we're in the middle of it, but it's about to be ramped up a bit in terms of streaming services. And so I've got a feeling that's going to be a continued conversation for us. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. As those things come to light, as there's there's even new things too. Like, in order for you to watch Doom Patrol, you have to have that DC, whatever it is, but universe type thing. Doom Here's the Patrol. thing: I love DC so much. Like, they tell some of my favorite stories, not on the small screen though. Like, no, I, I just think that outside of the animated movies, I I virtually have. No reason to pay attention to DC outside of the comics. Like, yeah, yeah. they've just not proven themselves to be something I'm trust to sink my time into. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think for this next bit, it might qualify to go ahead and call this Funbers. But <gasps> okay, Funbers, yes. and yes, we're we're again on the we're again with kind of a Disney themed type thing. But tomorrow we're going to be talking about Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel. Like a lot of movies recently, um, it starts to feel like critique. And the critique of the user has some kind of power to uh, maybe change our minds about a movie before we even get into the theater, Hmm, right? There's a lot of this influence of um, this whole big thing that was happening. And we might talk about it more um, with Brie Larson. And it was more about Brie Larson than it was about the content of the movie. And then there's these competitors that are saying, no, put all these investments into Alita instead of Brie Larson. She hates middle-aged, she hates white men. And like all these different things that happen, maybe we'll unpack it more. But anyways, I got lost in research and I was trying to find, because I'm sure actual research has been done on this in terms of like trolls. Like there's, uh, I saw Captain Marvel with a buddy of mine named Austin. So shout out to Austin. But he's got a buddy who works in this business that helps to like, defend against trolls. They go find robots. They find all these different things and then just kind of knock them out. Like they kind of take, and so there's different people working with them. That exact sentence, if you had said that to me when I was five, <laughs> yeah. I would want that to be my job. Yeah. There's this guy who goes and finds robots. Knocks them out. Knocks them out. He knocks takes them out, out. And trolls. He fights and tro- robots, robots and trolls. Robots and trolls. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about that like my ideal job description about like what I'd as like. a child. Oh my gosh. 
Uh, Variety, about a year ago, published a study that was done by Wyvis Burkvist. Ah, yes. I wish I could give you the ultimate credit by (laughs) pronouncing your name right. But he works in data and analytics. He works on a data and analytics project at USC's Entertainment Technology Center, a.k.a. Credible. Um, But he went through and he wanted to see, he went all the way back to movies that were released in 2000. up to 2017 to see what was the influence of ticket sales in relation to the critique of the movie. Um, He found overall, there's not any influence on that, especially during the summer. A blockbuster is as a momentous and, and Captain Marvel made me think about this because there's a lot of articles out there about how cap Captain Marvel might just kick to the curb this attempt anymore right. because it's it's still projected to make probably a billion dollars yeah right and that's not going to make any difference um even alita alita battle angel was getting bad reviews early but it's still it's up to 360 yeah. million dollars in theaters and so uh he said not only was there no correlation between whether it was what critics said about a movie or not that made people go see that movie um users of uh, often view the critic as kind of a villain, right? Because, yeah. huh. but what what happened is, depending on how good the movie does, I mean, the user and critic reviews. This was specifically a test on Rotten Tomatoes, so it, they're almost the same. Really, hmm. users are doing the exact same thing critics are, and that's only because we're getting a little bit more educated as movie watchers, which is really cool. Right, I would imagine uh, almost the entire demographic of someone who would have a movie podcast and listen and subscribe to a movie podcast is in this category. Sure, yeah. Of now the user they care can a little more. now yeah. the user can even smell a bad movie, you right. know, and it's and yeah. it's and I think that's just because of content. So the reason I put this in funders sure. was that it's like the funders aren't really affected. By what a critic that's says about really a movie, yeah, yeah, and, it is really, yeah, interesting. which is, it, I think that's good though. I, I think, think it's, it's a very great. good thing because uh, there are times where you know I jumped on, um, I jumped on to look at what Captain Marvel was getting review wise just real quick before we walked into the theater, yeah. and it was pretty low. And I, I looked at it and I didn't go, oh no, I'm nervous. I was just like, yeah, right. there's no way, there's no chance. And then, yeah, I'm gonna leave it disagreed up to with me. the number. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, and it's tough. I mean, it, you can't help but think, and it might be might be more of a problem with people who really love movies and kind of critique it on their own to look at a critic and be like, hmm, like, is this influencing? It's not influencing. I bought a ticket regardless, right? That's yeah. what this test was about. But yeah. is that actually influencing how I feel about the movie? Like, if there's someone that I uh, adore in the critic world, am I just going to start being like parental, you know, yeah, just kind of thing where I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to do whatever you do. But yeah, I would say that's something to actively avoid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think the the fact that these numbers don't show any correlation is great. I think it is. I think people at their core, I think, are understanding that art is subjective, right? Yes. That that like, and it's an art. This form. guy might yeah. hate this movie, but I'm still going to decide for myself. And that's something that I think we would we would encourage everybody who <laughs> listens, like. Don't let us tell you what's a good no. movie and what's oh, a yeah, bad movie. Anytime we say yeah. love what you love. Decide for yourself. That's exactly part what of we're what saying. we're doing on this podcast is we're three guys that love movies and we like also like to share our opinions, but yeah. they don't matter. Yeah. And, uh, like, but a, a perfect example last year for me was the movie Annihilation. It's still sitting at a 6.8 oh, out of 10. No, and that I movie was great. Fully dis- like, it was one of my favorites of last year. Yeah. That movie was great. The 6.8 out of 10 doesn't do anything to me. Like, it yeah. doesn't hurt me. It doesn't dissuade me from thinking it's great. Like, it's just what other people thought, I guess. Yeah, and I I would encourage people to, if you're not quite there, try and lean more towards that mindset because I think you're going to enjoy the entire movie experience even more. Sure, yeah. Because I think there are, I mean, 
you see kind of the trolls. And I think there are people that are affected by what somebody says about a movie when it really has nothing to do with that person or right. that individual. And so uh, I just thought that was interesting. And I thought it was cool that it was disproved. Um, I knew not to just only go by that research. And I found several more, uh, even more recent stuff that was saying, yeah, it really doesn't make a difference. Wow, that's um, awesome. Sometimes it's seasonal. Like Oscar stuff will make a difference because uh, that even influences the Academy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the summer, untouchable. Especially, yeah. and, and I think the summer is, if you're going to call it a summer season, I think it's starting earlier and earlier. It it's much, it's much like the midnight yeah. showing I went to last night at 7.50 p.m., yeah. right? <laughs> it's like, this is a business that is booming and is showing no sign of hurting. Yeah. We're going to keep, I like, I think there's eventually going to be a season where summer is just the whole year. Like, I think there's going to be blockbusters That's in we're, and we're, we're kind of we're walking almost that there. way. Yeah. We're almost there. Um, really quick, some movies that are coming out this weekend. Are, are you seeing this stuff on Wonder Park? Yeah. I, it, it has an interesting voice cast. It does. Yeah. And it has me thinking like, I mean, there was a season of my life a, I was a kid, but B, like 3D animation was a new thing. So right. I was yeah. down to see anything that was coming out. Right. Yeah. Isn't it weird now that there's like these highly produced, like, it kind of feels like Smallfoot to me, where it's like, yeah. I've seen billboards for this. Who's it for? And yeah. like maybe one poster, but is this something for, is this just something for grandparents to take their grandkids to after grandparents' day at their elementary school? Right. Right. Yeah. But it's such an, I mean, when we were talking about Shark Boy and Lava Girl, that alone, <laughs> like the, the cruddiness that was those special effects and 3D animation cost a lot of money. And Steve, so for I me, think it's that's like, something that's changed though. I think you're right to bring up Sharkboy and Lava Girl in that because it's kind of that that same kind of thing. Like whenever we were younger and 3D animation was it's was a new thing, yeah. Pixar were the only people doing that. And they they weren't making the kinds of movies that I think Sharkboy and Lava Girl falls into where it's like this is just a babysitter on a screen mm-hmm. rather than a compelling thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a good comparison. It's interesting. Um Last but not least, I should have been asking this more and more, but I really want to know quickly because I trust you guys as professional critics and professional friends. What's your streaming? <laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you streaming right now? What's going uh, on in your life right now? I am uh, a few episodes deep into the Netflix Castlevania series, planning on finishing the first season this afternoon. Yeah, excited about it. And I've been watching the. Uh, Canadian rural comedy Letterkenny. <laughs> and, you showed uh, me a clip of that at your birthday. I don't, I didn't expect to love it as much as I do, but it it's is, very funny. It is bizarre. It's unlike anything else, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, for us, Jess and I just finished season one of Barry, which oh is my gosh. phenomenal. I need to see that. Um, You're going to love it. it. It really, really lands a whole lot closer to Breaking Bad than I thought that it would. In really? terms of just okay, like cool. kind of the vibe the feel, of it. Yeah. yeah. And it's so great. Uh, That's but, so good to know. But now, it's got that Breaking Bad mouth feel. Yeah. <laughs> and breaking, let's start saying like, aftertaste. Uh, for the listener too, like, so Barry is through what avenue? It is through HBO. And did um, you say Netflix for Castlevania? Netflix I think you did. for Castlevania. Yeah. And then Letterkenny's available on Hulu. Okay, cool. Yeah. Barry's on HBO and thus a mature program. Sure. Um, mature. Mature. Uh, Jess and I also recently started another mature program and we're watching back through Game of Thrones in preparation for yes. those final episodes. And April, next month. Boy, we've got a lot of ground to cover. A lot of ground but to cover. I think we're, I think we're going to do it. Um, in preparation for Amazon Prime's new series, What We Do in the Shadows, I yes. watched for the first time unbelievably to myself and my co-hosts What We Do in the Shadows, yes. 2015's yes. most underrated yeah. movie 
One yeah. of the most underrated movies of all time. I, I watched agree. it. It's one of the most so, underrated comedies of all time for I en- sure. I enjoyed it more than Spinal Tap, which was <laughs> like something that was a huge deal for me. Kind of a me. similar vein. Yeah. yeah. I think, that yeah. kind of mockumentary thing. Yeah, yeah, but I thought it was so funny and I'm so excited for this series now. And yeah. that it's basically all the same hands working yep. on it. Right. And so um, also HBO series that I'm streaming, I got caught up on. Caught up on. There's just four episodes, but The Shop, LeBron James has... Uh, a produced show on HBO what? where he just kind of gets everybody together and they just sit in a barbershop and talk about rights. Not rights, but just like life. Their civil rights comes up and stuff like that too, but it is so interesting. That's but like really interesting. the most recent episode, you've got LeBron James, Jamie Foxx, Two Change, Two Chains, Meek <laughs> Mill, uh, Antonio Brown, like some of these other athletes and stuff too. And they're just all sitting together and just talking about stuff. Wow. Like how do you deal with this? How do you deal with that? But he's had like the episode before that was Ice Cube and Mary J. Blige and Jimmy Kimmel. And so it's just a show where John a few Stewart people sit and around and just like talk? They just talk. Who would listen it's to 20 that? minutes Okay, long. LeBron trying to steal our thunder. Right? That's just, what we do. <laughs> I'm kidding, LeBron. I'm making a joke because that's what we do. It's just a joke. Sorry, no, LeBron. LeBron. Sorry, I, LeBron, we love you sorry, so much. Mr. James. Sorry, LeBron. Um, Can't wait for Space Jam 2. Sorry, LeBron. <laughs> Real quick, check in on Box Office Ball. Nothing's changed. So just listen yeah. to the last two or three episodes. You're still winning. It's the same there. Uh, It'll be updated. We're going to update. I think we're going to try and update every Monday. So that means Captain Marvel stats aren't going to be in yet until the following Monday. The following Monday. Also, please remember to vote for the Disney Dozen. Yes. Uh, Yes, You're going to have, you've got six votes. Uh, It's going to ask for your email, but that's only because we don't want anybody to go in there and just. It's only because we're selling it. For money. <laughs> We're selling it for to money. To corporations. We're selling your data for, That's why. for money for us to spend. It took too long to get sponsorship. So now we're just going to take matters into our own hands. Like <laughs> you can when you vote. So please go vote. And um, I mean, the power is yours. You're going to yeah. decide what we're going to be reviewing for the next six weeks. Yeah. Very, very excited about this. There are some movies. And we we are, to be clear, not going to reveal the movies that won until we're reviewing them. So you're going to have to tune in. Keep up with what we're doing to make sure that your favorite movie made the cut. But there are some movies that are taking a very early lead that I know the three of us are very Pretty excited stoked about. about. Pretty, Pretty stoked pumped. about. Yeah. Pretty so, pumped. It's going to be great. So to close out this episode, as I'm looking around at our two chunks table at uh, the current beverage supply, there's a lot of seltzer water. Mm, yeah. So I think, I mean, it's nice for people to know our opinions on movies, but I think it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt to... Uh, Give people our opinions on 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 spicy water on, yeah, on yeah, that okay. on that pokey throat water. Yeah, perfect. and so <laughs> when you sign out, give me your name and your favorite kind of seltzer water. Yeah, your yep. favorite flavor. How yep. about that? Yep. Favorite flavor. So my name's okay. Carter, and mine is Chico hmm. of Topo Chico. Sure. I like the Chico flavor. My name is Doge, and I'm a big fan of the tongue tickle that I get from the Lacroix Pina, which is pineapple and strawberry. I'm Jordan, and I could drink Key Lime LaCroix until I die a water death. (laughs) For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.